Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to our Tuesday edition, NFL recap of the Sideline Junkies. Me, I'm KG. Join as always, my main man, Delonte. What up? Should be joined by Junie in a little bit, but we're going to dive right into it. Um, we're keeping track of all our picks for the NFL season to see how we do. And week one's in the books as of last night. And right now, Delonte, you are leading the pack of the sideline junkies. 12-3-1 for the week for uh, week one. Yeah. Uh, of course, we all got got butchered on the Detroit game. Um, we got holes on the Pittsburgh Cleveland game, so we're not even we got into that. We're not gonna get back into it. Uh, Junie and BJ nine six and one, tied for second place, and <clears throat> myself and Big Jim eight seven and one, and we we holding down third place right now. So it's gonna get interesting. Because uh, you got a target on your back there, Delonte. I just want to let you know that. Hey, man. You know, it's all, it's all good, man. It's all good. I'm coming for that number one spot, brother. <laughs> Let's jump into it. Let's jump. Let's start with last night's games. Uh, the L.A. Rams were at home to the Oakland Raiders. Rams won the game 19-15. Oh, man. No. Um... It was 33-13. Uh, it was 33-13. Oh, my God. Why did – you know what? I got incorrect stats in front of me, and I'm upset about it. So, I do apologize. Why, why Why? in the world is it – I thought it was more than that. I was like, what is going on? Anyway, my incorrect stats, yeah. that, that's what I get. That's what I get. So, either way, the Rams won. What was your take on that game? What was your, what was your takeaway? Because that was one of your division foes. And, yeah, 33-13. I see what you're saying. 33-13. L.A. over Oakland. Now, that's one of your division foes in Oakland. What was your takeaway from that coming from uh, Broncos country, did Delonte? Well, I'm, I'm going to say the Raiders, they came out, you know, swinging. They landed a couple punches. You know, I um, – you know, especially with their receiving core, but uh, Jordy Nelson and um, Cooper. And then, you know, you got Derek Carr as the quarterback. You know, the off- so your offense is pretty good. But, you know, as the game went on, you know, the problem, you know, became evident. The defense and the lack there of uh, pass rush. In the words of uh, the Rude Boys, it was written all over John Gruden's face that, you know, hey, no pass rush. No win. And I, I think it's going to be a long season, especially with them trying to get adjusted to Khalil Mack no longer being there. I mean, Bruce Irwin, you know, he 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 gets it in, but it's not enough, man. Indeed. Um, <laughs> you, you, you threw that whole uh, – <laughs> that whole rude boys thing in there. <laughs> yeah. I like I, I'm not even gonna lie about that. I almost started singing, but I was like, nah, I'm not even gonna give it to him. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't think that the, the Raiders were gonna come out and play as flat as they did. And that was the disappointment right there. Um mm-hmm. I, I was very disappointed. I'm always disappointed when Marshawn Lynch does not get the ball. And I 
I mean, I'm not saying run him 40 times a game. No, he's not a young man by any means. But he is still beast mode. And I, I don't I don't like not seeing him not get the ball. And even though he was the Raiders rushing leader, he carried the ball eleven times for forty one yards in the touchdown. Um I just I don't eleven times him carrying the ball, I, I don't really I don't like it because I'm like, okay, you wanna win, you gotta let him get out there and spin. You really do. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, um, Dirk Carr threw for 303, 40 mm. attempts, 29 of 40, 303, but no touchdowns, three INTs. That's a problem. That's a big problem. You can't throw for 303 yards with no touchdowns, but you throw three no INTs. Sir. Yeah, no, sir. Uh, the receiving leader, Cook, Jared Cook. Nine catches, 180 yards. Now, that is impressive. Whoever had him in fantasy, you are very, very lucky. Um, On the Rams side, Jared Goff was 18-33, 233 yards and two touchdowns. Solid performance, very solid. Uh, Todd Gurley, 20 carries, 108 yards. And Brandon Cooks was their receiving leader, five catches, 87 yards. Wow. I mean, that's... Not taking nothing away from the Rams, but mm-hmm. I think the Raiders kind of handed them this game. But the Rams are, are, are a formidable opponent. I like Sean McVay, not just because he was the old coordinator here. I like Sean McVay, period. Because I think Sean mm-hmm. McVay is a, 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 a young man, and he's pretty good at what he does. So, mm. And I love his offense. It's it's a great balance to it. As you can see, Jared Goff only threw the ball 33 times, but Todd Gurley mm-hmm. got 20 touches. So, I mean, that's 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 still good. It's a great balance. Right. Right. You're right. Now let's let let's jump to this other Monday night game, the earlier Monday night game, which was mm, to to I don't even have a word to describe it. It was shocking. How about that? It was tragic. Tragic. Like just hmm. now to update this, when we did our picks, each one of the sideline junkies, we all had Detroit winning this game, handily, no problem. Handle. Yes, it was sir. like they got a rookie quarterback starting. It's nothing that the Jets going to do against no Detroit Lions. Detroit got Matthew Stafford. They're good. Yeah, it was seventeen to ten going into halftime. Seventeen to ten Jets going into halftime. The Jets come out with a rookie quarterback and drop 31 on the daggone Lions. Amazing. What's your takeaway from that? Man, it, like, his first pass, it was a pick six. And I'm pretty sure my, you know, I, I along with the rest of the nation, was like, uh-oh. I mean, it was a pick six. And you know that you know the crowd was roaring and you know things of that nature. But then, you know, he went to that sideline. He came back out that next series, and it was it was over. And then not only that, um, Stafford, man, I never seen Stafford play as bad as he did last night. It's and it seemed like the Jets knew Detroit's playbook 
from front to back. Every way try to turn, throw, they were right there. Pick, 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 pick. So it was a rough night. Very shocking way to start the season for Detroit. But um, I don't know. I, I think they'll bounce back. Um, but, ah, man, that was a bad look. Bad look. Props to the Jets. Indeed. Uh. Looking at Detroit, Matthew Stafford, 27-46, 286 and a touchdown. The simple fact that he had to throw the ball 46 times is a problem. That's a problem in itself for me. Um, I like Theo Riddick. I really do. But they got to get something big going there as far as the running game goes. Because when's the last time – the Detroit Lions have been able to run the ball consistently and, you know, effectively. Barry Sanders. There it is. And what's that been? Barry walked away in, what, 20 years ago almost? Pretty much. So what's... I ain't had no face for <laughs> Now, that says a lot. You know, 20 years ago, and they haven't had a run game. That is a problem. Like, right. what what is management doing there? That's that. That's the question that I had. What is management doing? Um, you got Legarrette Blunt. Why is you know Riddick had uh, four carries for twenty yards. Uh, um, carry on Johnson. Five carries, seventeen yards. That's thirty-seven yards on nine carries. Why? Oh, why? Did you sign LeGarrette Blunt, and you not letting him run? That's my question. Kenny uh, Kenny Goladay was the receiving leader. What he had seven for one fourteen, no touchdowns. Golden Tate was seven seven catches, seventy nine yards, with a touchdown. But Detroit played very very flat. That's it, and that's all. Yeah, I agree, man. And in my in my honest opinion, not being biased, not being mm-hmm. you know hateful towards the Lions, if they continue right. to play like this. Number one, Matt Patricia's not going to last past the season. Mm-hmm. Number two, Matthew Stafford may be traded for something else. I mean, this team may just implode on itself if they continue to play like this. This is not. This may be game one, but we can go back quite some time to this team just playing flat and playing bad ball. How long is it going to be before they say enough is enough and they just trade everybody away, suck for three years, get a couple number one picks and really build themselves up? But you got to get management right. So on the Jets side, Sam Donald, rookie Sam Donald, 16-21, 16 to 21, 198 with two touchdowns. Crowell hmm. was the receiving leader. Yeah. Oh, Terrell, that oh, shoot, I don't even see Terrell Pride name on this dang on, on the dang on stat sheet. That's something. Crowell was the receiving leader, 10 catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Right. Mm-hmm. Powell was 12 for 12 catches, 60 yards. I'm sorry. Russian leaders. 12. 12 uh, rushes for uh, 60 yards. Uh, <laughs> Terrell Prize way down the list. Three catches, 49 yards. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to butcher this brother's name. 
in a, a new Help me out there, Delonte. Uh, God, I, I probably, I probably be worse than you, man. I'm gonna let you take a <laughs> I ain't got, I got <laughs> nothing coming in. But uh, looking over the Jets roster, you got uh Sam Donald as your quarterback, the rookie. His backup's Josh McCown. Right. Uh, Bilal Powell, Isaiah Crowell. I think Isaiah Crowell is a pretty good running back. I'm not going to – I can't knock him. Yeah. Uh, you got – their receivers are Robbie Anderson, Quincy, and Nunwa. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Jermaine Curse, Sharon Pete, Terrell Pryor, and uh, Andre Droppers. I mean, Roberts. Um, former Two former Redskins. I couldn't stand Andre Roberts when he was here. Yeah. But they, they, they don't have a bad team. On on offense, they really don't have a bad team. No, nah, they don't. They don't. They actually um their offensive line is pretty solid. They signed my man Spencer Long, former Redskin, for I starting center for quite some time. Yeah. Oh man. They, they don't I, the Jets, you know, I said it about Cleveland. The Jets might be a team you might have to keep an eye on too. Yeah, it might be, you know, one of those creeper-upper type squads. Hmm. But, we'll, you know, we'll see. And you know what? You know, we'll now, see. my my mm-hmm. lock to keep your eye on is the Cleveland Browns. But uh, take a pencil out <laughs> and write it in there. Write the Jets in there. Maybe one game, but keep your eye on the Jets. And then we'll write it in pen probably about week six or seven if, they, if, they, if they're ready. And we – we yeah. feel that this wasn't a fluke performance and, you know, they don't go 1-15. Right. And, yeah, nah, I think nah, Cleveland, they'll, they'll win a few games this year. I, Especially after what I saw on Sunday. I got Cleveland. I'm not even going to lie to you. I got Cleveland winning 10 games this year. Ain't taking the division. Y'all laughed at me. I'm good with y'all laughing at me. I'm cool with that because I want you to laugh mm. at me. Mm-mm-mm. But trust what I'm saying. That Cleveland to be your giant, but I think the Jets might be your sleeping giant. I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and put one foot on that train. I'm not gonna get on the train all the way, but I'm gonna. Man, I he think think you done held a bag of that Bobby <laughs> Brown over there. Man, when you trust, uh, see. All right, let me stop. Man, I, know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know you. Hey, you might be right. I've seen stranger things occur, you know, so you might be right. And their head coach, the New York Jets head coach, great defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles. I like him as a defensive coordinator. And once again, I don't call him a great defensive coordinator. I've seen he may not have had the, uh, the personnel to really run his defense the way he wants, but Right. He he's like Greg Williams. Greg Williams takes what he has, he molds it, and he makes it work. So yeah, you're right, man. I mean, that's it, and that's all. That's all you can yeah. do. Take what you're given and go with it. But Bowles, former Redskin from the uh the glory days. Uh he even has Kevin Green on his staff, Leroy Glover. Yeah. I mean, he 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 got some 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 people. On 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 uh <clears throat> on his staff that know what they're doing. They they they're football people. 
So that's a good thing. Right. So that's why I say, hey, keep your eye out. Now let's jump in there to the game that I think this game stole everything that happened in week one. This game right here stole it. That's why I left it last. And I, I said, I, I really right. want you to dig into this one real, real quick. Green Bay comes from behind after being, after they spotted the Chicago Bears with Khalil Mack, 17 points. They came from behind to beat the Bears, 24 to 23. Give me your thoughts on that game, Delonte. Brother Kevin, I'm going to say you this, man. I watched it. I watched, you know, the first half. You know, I'm an older guy. So, you know, of course, I wasn't going to be able to hang for the entire game. But I watched the first half, and I watched pure domination by the Bears. Well, by Khalil Mack, excuse me, by Khalil Mack and the Bears. You know, a la, like, Diana Ross and the Supreme. <laughs> it was Khalil Mack and the Bears. But then I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and then – you know, I, they showed, um, you know, quick highlights of how we, you know, got to a score of 23-17. I was like, what? Like, A-Rod, man. You know what I'm saying? A, like, A-Rod, like, that dude is, is, like, great. Some people say he's better than Brady. Me, I won't say that because, you know, of course, because of the rings. But, like, A-Rod, like, he dug deep. You know, he got hurt first half. You know, we went to the locker room, got checked out, came back. And, like, he put his foot in the Bears' ass in the second half. So, yeah, it was a hell of a comeback. Hell of a comeback. It's just ass to his legend, you know. So, man, props to Green Bay for, you know, digging deep and getting that win. I think Chicago, as, you know, real quick, as far as the Bears go, I wouldn't hang, you know, my head low. Like, uh, you know, y'all just got Khalil, like, what, a week, two weeks ago, something like that. So, I'm pretty sure he's still learning the playbook. You know, but Chicago, they could be a formable team this year. Watch. I, I can believe it. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, yeah, it was just A-Rod, man. A-Rod just too great. That's it, man. I'm, I'm, you know? I'm going to start with the Packers. And this is my honest to goodness start. Now, A-Rod was 20 or 30, 286 with three touchdowns. Now, when he went down, I was like, okay, he got up. Oh, no, he went back down. Oh, oh no, 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 no. And I'm on – you know, I'm on the phone. I'm texting uh my main man, King O4, right here on Anchor FM. And I'm like, dude, they jinxed you, man. Because I'm playing a guy in fantasy, and he got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers going to put up 50. I, I got this game. I'm going to bed. I said, you jinxed him. And as soon as he said that, Aaron Rodgers went down. When he got on the cart and he went to the locker room, I was like, this don't look good. I'm upset. I, You know, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I like the dude. But – when he came back, now, granted, a lot of people on Twitter said that he wasn't really injured. He couldn't have been injured because he came back and he carved up that Bears defense. No, it was injured. But you could tell, by the way, when he dropped back, he was dragging that left leg. He wasn't picking yeah. that down. He was dragging it. Yep. So, but to go 20 of 30, 286, three touchdowns. Like, I'm in awe. I'm in shock. Like, this dude is pure legend. Yeah, I agree. He deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the league because he is, you know, just the. I, now, I'm the one of those ones that believes that Aaron Rodgers 
is the best quarterback in the league. That's not taking away from Tom Brady, but Tom, you've had your time. It's A Rod's right. time now. That's it, and that's all. Yeah, you're right. Uh, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> shoot, um, Jamal Williams was uh, your rushing leader for the Packers. Fifteen carries, forty-seven yards. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. even had a a run for fifteen. Randall Cobb, mm-hmm. nine for 142. Devontae Adams, five catches for 88. Like, I thought that, you know, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, when he went down and Deshaun Kaiser came in, now I'm a Notre Dame fan. I watched Deshaun Kaiser. I said when he hit the draft, he's not ready. Yeah. He's still not ready, but he's behind a quarterback nah. that's going to get him ready. Yeah. So. I hope he's sitting there and he's sitting at Aaron Rodgers' feet taking notes because you're learning from one of the best. Yeah. Uh, but when um, when A-Rod went down, I, I didn't know. And I didn't think that Green Bay was going to be as powerful without Jordy Nelson because, you know, when Aaron Rodgers gets to scrambling around, he gets out the pocket. One thing you want to do with him is keep him in the pocket. But when right. he gets out the pocket, he makes plays. And normally it's Jordy Nelson on a deep seven that goes to the sideline, tiptoe, boom, first down. Mm-hmm. No Jordy this year. So I'm I'm like, is he going to be the same? Is he going to still be able to do it? Hey, he shut my mouth. That's sitting there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. On the Chicago side, Mitchell Trubisky didn't play a bad game at all. He in a way, was uh, the player of the game in the first half. He, oh, yeah. He was making plays with his feet, making plays with his arm. I was just like, okay. Uh, he was 23 or 35, 171, no touchdowns. Yeah. So, I'm that, that's, that's solid. I'm sorry. That's very solid. Oh, yeah, it is. Jordan Howard led the game in Russia. 15 carries, 82 yards, and Trubisky had seven carries for 32 yards. Allen Robinson and his Bears debut, four catches for 61 yards, which is solid. It'll get better. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, five catches, 25 yards. So they need more production from their receiver, but I, I, I don't know why. But across the league, I've been I said that about a lot of teams. They need more production from the receiving core. Yeah, man. Because you're seeing these five for twenty fives and six for uh, forty nine things like that from you know number one and number two receivers. I'm like, okay, but you got running backs that's putting up gaudy numbers. So, yeah, hell of a hell of a hell of a week. I mean, I can't wait for week two. Which starts on oh, Thursday. Yeah. And one of the best divisions in football is the AFC North. Mm-hmm. And we got an AFC North matchup coming up on Thursday. The Baltimore Ravens take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Since you the lead dog, and you know, you you stomping the mud hole in this and walking the dry right now. Shout out Stone Cold Steve Austin for that. Um right. who you who 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 you gonna take in this game on Thursday? Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with the uh, I-95 neighbors. Um, we'll go with the Ravens. That's gonna be a close one. I'm gonna give it. 
probably 23-17. One of those good old-fashioned, you know, knock them down, drag them, AFC North, uh, you know, battles. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Ravens, 23-17, man. All right. You know what? Let me start writing these scores down so, you know, we can keep track because BJ was almost right Saturday. He said 17-3. to for Ravens Buffalo, and it was forty-seven to three. So he got the three right. He got the seven right. He just didn't know they was gonna put up forty-seven. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, the way Baltimore played Sunday, that was against Buffalo. I think Cincinnati's yeah, yeah. gonna be a more formidable opponent, right? right because right. Cincinnati played a a pretty daggone good game against uh, Indianapolis mm-hmm. Sunday, and if it yeah. wasn't for that late. Which I, I think it was a fumble. I, I'll say it's a fumble. It was ruled a fumble and was returned for a touchdown. If it wasn't for that, I don't know if they would have walked out of Indianapolis with a win. Right. So, but I'm gonna go with Baltimore. It's not gonna be a laugher. It's not gonna be one of those, you know, where you're gonna see Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco is gonna have to earn this win. And I'm gonna say. 27-24 Baltimore, and they'll win it as time expires on a Justin Tucker field goal. Hmm. And only reason why I say that because Justin Tucker's my kicker in fantasy football, but yeah. he's, he's one of the best kickers in the league. Yeah, he's been clutch since, like, since day one. Yeah. I mean, to think where, they, where Baltimore came from with uh, Billy Cundiff and the missed field goal against uh, New England. In the AFC Championship game, yeah. To you getting a, you know, a player like Justin Tucker, that's pretty good. I mean, we we don't kickers don't get enough praise that they should get. You know, kickers like uh, Adam Vinatieri, Matt Stover, um, Eddie Murray was a, a long time kicker that was really good. Him, uh, uh, Jason Hansen, that played in Detroit long time. Those guys don't get enough credit for what they do because they get you out of jams a lot. Yeah, you're right. So, shout out to the kickers. Yeah, big shout out. That's all the time we're going to have for the night. We just want to do something quick and sweet. Uh, You want to listen to us right here on Anchor FM. You can hear us on Radio Public, Breaker, Castbox, Google Play Music, or Google Play Podcast, Apple iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and Podchaser. You want to get in contact with us? Sideline Junkies on Twitter. Sideline Junkies colon podcast on Facebook. Or you can hit us in the email, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. And coming soon, coming soon, SidelineJunkies.com. You got any parting words for the folks there, Delonte? Uh, we just want to thank you know those who do listen to us for your continued support, and um, you know stay tuned for the website. Um, follow us on our page on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, and we're just gonna keep bringing y'all some that great cutting edge content. You know, salute. Indeed. And don't be afraid to comment and don't be afraid to leave us a message right here on Anchor if you're on Anchor. 
we like all kinds of feedback. Yeah. No problem. And yes, don't be shy, man. You know, don't be shy or any of them Facebook, Twitter, Insta, Snap, any of them <laughs> things. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just let us know, you know, if you like it, you don't like it, you know, something we approve on, anything, you know. Indeed. And we, we, we love constructive criticism, any kind of criticism. That's how we get better. So, with that being said, for Junie, who didn't, who, who was supposed to be with us, had a little technical difficulty, couldn't be with us. Uh, Jim, who's on special assignment. BJ, who's on special assignment. Thank you, Delonte, for sitting there with me tonight. Yes, sir. We coming back this weekend with the smart mark himself, the Don. Got a little wrestling show lined up for the weekend. So, until then, everybody enjoy the game on Thursday. Go Ravens. We'll talk to you then. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is BJ coming through. Uh, just wanted to touch on the uh, Sunday games and the Monday night recap and some other NFL news. You know, some of us got to work, so um, can't join when uh, the other guys did it. Delonte and KG came through with a fire show tonight. Appreciate it, fellas. Uh, just wanted to give a couple takes on, uh, like I said, the Monday night and the Sunday games. Um Everybody picked the Lions to beat the Jets. We thought going in, Sam uh, Sam Darnold, I was about to say Sam Braff, excuse me. Uh, it's after midnight, and I've had a little choice drinks. So, But I figure Sam Darnold, um, rookie quarterback, the Lions will do enough to beat them. Uh, I don't think either team is uh, a top 10 teams, top 15 um, I already said on one episode, Matthew Stafford didn't belong in the top five as far as highest paid QBs. Um, but it was surprising to see that they beat them 48 to 17. Uh, Sam Darnold, a pedestrian 16, 21, 198. The one mistake he threw across his body back across the field was a rookie mistake. Trying to make something happen. I promise you, from what I've seen from that kid, he's only going to get better. Now, the, the surprise for me was Matthew Stafford. I, I don't want to say surprise, but uh, barely 50% throwing the ball, 27 for 46, four picks. Four picks, and the Jets ate them up. So, 48-17, Jets roll over the Lions. And then, I mean, what is it to say? Uh, what should I start? Should I start with the Bears or the Packers? Or the Rams and the Raiders. Let's go to the Rams and Raiders. Then I want to go back to the Sunday night game with the Bears and the Packers. The Rams and the Raiders watching this game reminded me of when you watch a college football team and you know another team is a notch or two better. And then at the end, the horses start showing their pedigree and start really running through stuff. And I think that's what the Rams did. Jerk off didn't make any mistakes Gurley ran for 108 averaging 5.4 carry 5.4 carry um beast mode 11 for 41 3.7 a carry Derek Carr three interceptions 40 attempts I, I mean he's through for 300 you you better throw for 300 yards when you got Amari Cooper 
Um, the Raiders just didn't look like they were ready for the Rams. And I don't want to sound like a hater, and I don't want it to come off like this, but I was happy to see the Raiders get beat down because of John Gruden. I'm trying to figure out why this man deserves $100 million when he stole the Super Bowl from Tony Dungy. That man has done nothing since. Absolutely nothing. He rode a Tampa Bay team that Tony Dungy built and, and, and got a Super Bowl ring off of that. He didn't do anything to that team. So I am very unimpressed with John Gruden's resume. Spare me, John Gruden. Um, you pay $100 million to have a chucky face and have him rah-rah up the crowd. I can do that for you. I could be in Oakland tomorrow, okay? Uh, the second thing I want to touch on in this game, just watching the game and watching the black hole, the Coliseum, that atmosphere, and watching the silver and black fans making noise throughout the game. They were there. You you felt their presence. And Oakland is basically saying, to hell with you. We're leaving for Vegas. And And I said to myself, these fans could easily be like, you know what? Y'all leaving in, in two seasons, you know, to hell with y'all team. And ain't nobody going to show up, but they packed the joint. And they were there to support them. And I just don't understand how you leave that. But I'll tell you how you leave that. When it's about money first. When it's about business first. And not the people that helped you come along. Not the people that root for you every day. When it's about more than that. When it's about business and money. That's that's what happens. And that's why we talked about it on this show before. Not really you you be you contradicting yourself if you feel like, you know, these athletes are betraying you going to link up with uh, you know, like a, make a big 3 in the NBA or go to their favorite team, but these teams have been doing it for years. The the teams put business first. And now that the players are doing it, everybody's sour against the players because they're the face of the franchise, nobody sees the owners every day. There's only a few handful of owners in sports that you know. You could you couldn't identify the, these guys in a lineup if they had a gun to your head. So, I really it was it was great to see that energy in the Coliseum. But it was it's sad at the same time to know that they're leaving that they're leaving that behind for Vegas, and it just it, it baffles me that that's even an option. With that crowd that's there and how those people support their their team. Oh my goodness. Chicago at Green Bay. I don't even know where to start. We're going through the game. And um, of course Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Deshaun Kaiser has to come in. And I don't know. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for a while. Brett Favre already said he wasn't teaching this guy nothing, but Aaron Rodgers paid attention. Aaron Rodgers took notes, mental notes. And I'm trying to figure out why the quarterbacks that come in behind Rodgers are so bad. Deshaun Kaiser, I mean, it was just like they might as well just hand the ball off. And Khalil Mack wasn't helping at all. At point, At one point, Everybody's like, if he's going to do this all year, just give him the defensive MVP and be done with it. He was dominating the Packers. 
they could not stop him. But guess what? Aaron Rodgers gets carted off the field. If you you're lying to yourself if you say you thought Dashaun Kaiser was gonna come in and the Packers will have a chance. People turned that game off. Oh, this is over. Aaron Rodgers comes back and leads them to a 24-23 victory. Rodgers' final stats, 20-30, 286, three touchdowns. Effortlessly, on one leg. How is this not the best quarterback in the league? You tell me this. This man does it year in and year out. You know what else happens to the Packers year in and year out, which is unfortunately, they always have some type of injury. Always. It never fails with the Packers. Jordy Nelson last year. Rodgers multiple years. It's like they can't win. If they can stay healthy for an entire season, man, it it would be something to watch. But to see Rodgers come in there and just carve up that Bears defense, I mean, you didn't even know Khalil Mack was on the field anymore. He wasn't giving them time to throw the ball. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what I say all the time. You cannot judge your receivers. You can't judge anything unless you have somebody competent throwing the ball. It's impossible. It's impossible. You don't have a competent top 15 quarterback throwing the ball to these receivers. You'll never know what they can do. And speaking of receivers, and I'm going to leave you on this note. Y'all know I hark. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Um, They disgust me. Um, 47-3 to the Ravens. Uh, It's it's just how they looked, how unprepared that team looked. It's just laughable. Absolutely laughable. Um, The the Bills... Let me let's let's go back. The Bills traded for Corey Coleman from the Browns for a seventh round pick. Final roster cuts come. They release Corey Coleman. Okay. Okay. Um, a lot of people in the league have, you know saying, "Oh, he doesn't know enough about the receiver position." Okay, the Browns knew this when they took him number one. The Bills knew this when they traded for him. So now, guess who signs him? The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots signed Corey Coleman when they play the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, I hope you're listening. Mr. McDermott, Coach McDermott, uh, front office owner, he better not catch a pass. He better not catch one pass against a team that thought he wasn't good enough to help this struggling offense. A total of 173 yards. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? A bunch of bums. The one unit that has carried this team was pedestrian at best, and that's the rushing unit. Deshaun McCoy had 22 yards on seven attempts. Corey Coleman played the Bills when the Patriots come to town. Since he wasn't good enough to be on that Bills ride, he better not catch a pass. He better not sniff anything. But you know what's going to happen. Brady's going to get him. He's going to get coached up. Another thing that's missing in this league, coaching. Good coaching. 
Why do you keep retreading coaches, drawing Gruden? You see what happens when you go get a young mastermind in Sean McVay. Does dangerous things. Mike Tomlin. Get some new blood in here. Get these retread coaches out of here. Rex Ryan. Out of here. Jeff Fisher. Out of here. Get them out of here. Out. Enough is enough. But you got to have bottom feeders. And you're going to have your top tier. It's not, it's not ever going to change. So, that's my take on the Sunday and Monday night games. The uh, Bengals come to the, or the Bengals play at home against the Ravens Thursday night. I'll give my pick here on the air. I think the uh, I'm giving the, 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 the Bengals the edge at home. I think the Ravens had it a little too easy. And they're going to play a real NFL team this Thursday. Uh, with AJ Green, Andy Dalton, uh, full squad, and I think they, I think they, I'm gonna give them the edge. I'm gonna give it to the Cincinnati Bengals, 31 to 24. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. BJ sideline junkies take for the Monday Sunday night games. I hope you liked it. Hope you enjoyed it. You can reach us sideline junkies 24/7 at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter, Sideline Junkies, Facebook, Sideline Junkies Podcast, and we got an Instagram page to Sideline Junkies. Reach out to us and touch us. Tell us how you feel. That's it for me tonight. Be easy. Take care.